Well, hello, and welcome to the Hornrank podcast for, is this week eight, I think? I think Let's so. See. Yeah, last week was week seven. It's, uh, it's kind of the most wonderful time of the year as we're gearing up for San Antonio, then Grand Nats the week after. One more week. Well, two more weeks. Well, two more weeks. One more week after this Yeah, week. and hopefully you'll get two more podcasts after this if we, if we actually carry on with it. Yeah. So we'll have... This weekend, obviously, San Antonio, St. George Regionals, and then the week after that, the big shebang in Indianapolis, Grand Nats, and then we'll hopefully give you one more podcast following Grand Nats, just kind of some final thoughts and summaries. Uh, We'll kick off this week. Neither Jacob nor I. Have I introduced you yet? No, you haven't. Joining me, as always. Aside from the last two weeks. (laughs) You were here the last two weeks. That's what I'm saying. I've been introduced the last two weeks. Always here with us. Jacob Budge. How are you, Jacob? I'm actually not half bad. You're not half bad. I'm not half bad. So are you more or less So I'm like 40% bad. So 60% good. Yeah, so you can't complain. That's exciting to hear. (laughs) Well, um, let's start off with Atlanta. And joining us to talk about the Atlanta Super Regional, because he was actually there, unlike Jacob or I, is Grayson Huber. Grayson, welcome to the Horn Rank Podcast. Thanks for having me. Glad to be here. Yeah, so, of course, as expected, Tarpon was at the top at Atlanta, Mm -hmm. but um, what were some other groups that really caught your eye? Yeah, so, obviously, Tarpon uh, winning. um, Not too big of a surprise, but uh, I will say for the second year in a row, uh, Wando really uh, stuck out as a, a really great program, and they proved it again this year. Um, I, yeah. I really enjoyed their performance in uh, both prelims and semifinals, and you know it really showed that they came within you know one and one point three I think between them and, mm-hmm. and Tarpon. So uh, lots of credit to them. Um, some other groups that I really really enjoyed throughout the day. Um, Fort Mill really impressed me. Um, I was a little bit surprised that they came in seventh, but. Yeah. Um, but they seem to kind of get stuck in the. In the bottom half and finals, now that they do that top half, bottom half draw, yeah, I, think I honestly, because I was watching them on the stream and thought that they would make the jump up to the top half, but I think just the way that draw separates them, they really got stuck. Yeah, I, I, I would agree with you on that. Um, the, the spread between them and Kennesaw Mountain in finals is only 0.3. Um, mm-hmm. And so I think, you know, prelims and finals, I think you know, both of them were very good um, and kind of fighting for that sixth place uh, top half spot. Um, yeah. I, Fort Mill, in my opinion, had one of the most amazing moments of the whole entire night. Their ballad uh-huh. is just incredible. They have, a, they have a flute and violin duet, and it was really, really, really good. Um, Christopher, Drake, and I were sitting up um, in, the, in the club area blogging during the, the whole show, and mm-hmm. both of us were just taken aback, both in prelims and finals. It, it was just... Amazing. So props to them for that. It was really, really good. Yeah. And they're, are they the only band from Atlanta who's going to be making the trip to Grand Nats? You know, I was looking at that. Um, from what I, know, I see. Well, I guess. I think, so. I think Walton's also heading to Grand Nats. Okay. But I guess Fort Mill's kind of the, the highest placing, at least, Atlanta band mm-hmm. this year who's going to be going to Grand Nats. So how do you think they'll fare there in a couple of weeks? Uh, Do they look pretty solid semis? I I would definitely say they should be a lock for semifinals. Um, Mm -hmm. 
I think, based on what I saw in Atlanta, um, and then improving over the next two weeks, uh, I think they'll definitely be able to lock up a semifinal slot there. I'm interested to see how they place overall um, in the mix of things in semifinals, but I guess we'll see, see that in two weeks. Yeah, well, and they just a couple weeks ago were able to kind of edge out Dobbins Bennett. Yeah, at the definitely. I think Winston Salem Regional. I think because of that, um, a lot of us were interested to see how they placed in Atlanta because obviously last year with uh, Dobbins Bennett placing in the top three um, in Atlanta and then going on to making Grand National Finals, you know, beating them at a regional is a really big feat. So um, we were in, we were you know we were curious to see whether. Um, Fort Mill would also make that jump into the top, you know, four four or so spots. Um, and, uh, you know, competition was just really tough this year. And so coming in seventh uh, isn't something for them to worry about as far as moving forward. Um, I think they have a really great show, and they're performing it really, really well. Mm-hmm. So uh, let's talk about those Texas bands, yes. Holtzman and Cedar Ridge. <laughs> what are your thoughts? Um, I, I thought both of them were really good. Um, I Holtzman surprised, I think, pretty much everyone um uh-huh. you know they're a band that uh not many people had really heard of i guess going into this uh they were at st louis last year i believe um yeah. so they made finals there they did pretty well there um but i i i can't remember off the top of my head i think they were seventh or so maybe somewhere somewhere around there um at mm-hmm. at st louis and so you know i I think we all kind of thought they would make finals. Um, being from Texas certainly helps. Uh, but, uh, you know, they, they came out and they had, they had a really great show. Um, they had, I think, the most... Well, I don't know. Them and uh, Woodlands from a few years ago are probably tied for the most chair props I have seen on a football field. Um, <laughs> it was it was pretty incredible to see. But uh, they, they used them really well. I thought the staging of the show was really great. Um, and then yeah. with Cedar Ridge, uh, you know, I, I really enjoyed that show too. I thought they had um, a really great program. The, their music performance was was really great. Um, I, I know in finals they Cedar Ridge actually won uh, the music performance ensemble caption. Um, mm-hmm. So obviously that was one of their strongest points. Um, they just barely, you know, were edged out uh, by Haltom getting into the top three, but. Both of them were really great. Um, yeah. So. Yeah, I noticed that in the recap that uh, Cedar Ridge beat Haltom in both uh, music and visual performance captions, mm-hmm. but Haltom was able to beat them in general effect and then edge them out overall in total score. Yeah, I, I think, uh, and that's something that's kind of interesting between both visual and um, music was that mm-hmm. the judges that were up in the box... Uh, both favored Cedar Ridge, but um, the the judges on the field both uh, went with Haltom over uh, Cedar Ridge. So um, uh-huh. you know, it's it's always an interesting contrast to see uh, how performance on the field, um, you know, up close translates to up in the box. Um, and so Haltom's achievement down low uh, obviously kind of helped them secure that bronze spot. So yeah, interesting point. Yeah. So, um, so what's another group that uh, that caught your fancy from Atlanta? I know Park Vista is one group that I yes. really loved last year. Yes. Um, and they got fifth this year. Yeah, Park Vista is definitely uh, one of. They they've been 
kind of growing as one of my favorite programs um, since I saw them last year in Atlanta. Uh, that show mm-hmm. last year was just so much fun to watch. Um, it was really a blast and a big surprise for me, um, having not yeah. really really heard of them that much before, uh, just because Florida schools sometimes can get lost in the mix behind Tarpon Springs. Um, yeah. But, you know, this year they, they came out and they proved it again that they were uh, certainly in contention uh, here in Atlanta. And I, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure they, they came in third, actually, in prelims. Um, yeah. And yeah. so they, they were obviously really close with Haltom and Cedar Ridge um, up there in those first couple of spots. Uh, and I, I thought they might be able to pull that off again in, in finals. Uh, mm-hmm. Weren't quite able to do it, but, you know, I was really impressed by them. Um, I, I think that their visual program is is probably one of the strongest um, that was was at the show. I think, like on an individual level, uh, their marching was was really top notch, and so I really appreciated that from them. Yeah, well, a lot of great bands in Atlanta for sure. Um, is there any last group you want to mention real quick before we uh, move on to California? Um, I would say uh, I would say that one group that I was surprised was not in finals. Um, would yeah. be uh, Lafayette from Louisiana. Um, mm-hmm. They were a group that, they were on the very first block of the day, um, bright and early, and, you know, I, I, I thought they were really great. Um, I, it's hard to say which which group they would have knocked out of finals, just because I think there was, there was so much competition for those last three spots or so. Um, yeah. But, you know, I, I thought they were really great, and I think, um, unfortunately, being really early on in the day might have hurt them a little bit. Um, so mm-hmm. I was I was sad to see them not make finals. I thought um, they had a really great performance and they they deserved it. But you know, in the end, uh, it is what it is, and only twelve can make finals. So um, yeah. But I you know, Mill Creek, Coweta, and uh, Walton were the three, the last three they made in, and I think in finals they all they all proved why they were there. They all had really great performances. So. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much for taking a chance to talk with us yeah, and absolutely. give your perspective as a live viewer in Atlanta. <laughs> yeah, it was it was it was a lot of fun. Uh, lots of great groups. Um, really glad I was able to make it. So some exciting results out of Atlanta, right, Jacob? Oh yeah. Yeah. So let's shift over to California. We had two regionals in California this past weekend. One was in Downey, California, everyone's favorite vacation location, the city of Downey. Is that everyone's favorite Um, vacation location? Yeah, for sure. And then the other in San Jose. Of course, Downey, as everyone expected, the huge headliner, reigning national champion, Carmel, got first place. Carmel decides to fly to California um, to vacation in Downey. Yeah. And not surprisingly, they, they won, and... Also, not surprisingly, it wasn't that crazy of a score gap. No. Um, which, of course, you'll always have. I think regardless of how high Carmel placed, there's going to be people who are like, well, it wasn't high enough. They should have been eight points. Hey, yeah. I mean, Ayala and Vista Marietta, however you want to pronounce those, because I've, I've been told I don't pronounce them correctly, <laughs> are good bands. I don't know. I don't know. You know, score gaps are hard to. We've talked about this before. They're hard to quantify and stuff. But yeah, but it was an impressive showing. I thought, especially by Ayala, Ayala. Mm-hmm. And A-Y-A-L-A. if you, I mean, if you look at the individual judges' scores, 
every single judge had Carmel in first and had um, Ayala in second, yeah. except for music individual and finals. Right. And in prelims, there were two judges that had Vista Marietta second, Ayala third. But for the most part, it was a pretty clear cut one, two, three. And yeah. so, you know, it's not not really the kind of thing that you can argue that those placements were really any different than they turned out. Right. I was a little surprised by Ayala beating Vista Marietta by that much because Vista Marietta was, as we've talked about, the travesty being left out of finals at Grand Nats yeah. last year. But um, yeah, and Ayala was good at Grand Nats last year, but I thought Vista Marietta mm-hmm. was better. And those two bands have been really close all season in Western Band Circuit at right. some local competitions. They've been a lot closer than they were this weekend. So yeah, that the two point gap in finals, and then a little bit lar- uh, smaller of a gap in prelims. I right. think it was one. Looks like one point three gap between the two in prelims. So um, larger gap than we were expecting, but not yeah. necessarily I tragic. No, I don't think so. I think it's both bands are both bands are strong this year, especially AL is having a great year. So. Mm-hmm. Nothing really surprising there. And I don't think either of us were surprised by how close Ayala was to Carmel, although a lot of people probably were. Yeah. Because I think we talked about that last week, is that any time a band from outside of California goes to California Regional, it's always closer than people expect. Yeah. So. And then San Marcos was all the way up in fourth place, which was a lot higher than we expected them to be. Yeah. Good showing from them. Um, Not surprisingly, Upland in fifth. Um, You know, they've been up and down the past few years, but... Top half finish for them is definitely uh, good placement. Yeah, for sure. And then this is the interesting kind of starts to get interesting in the bottom half where Warren High School got sixth place, which was not something we've expected because oh, home field bias. <laughs> we well, yeah. I mean, we, it kind of reminds we me. We knew of, nothing about them. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of McEacher and when the. The Powder Springs Regional got switched to McEachern, and then there's the one year they placed really well there. Yeah. but Yeah, so I don't know if, I mean, maybe that home field advantage does have something to do with it, but, you know, we have really no record of them competing in BOA, nope. and um, even locally they hadn't been doing outstanding yeah. on local circuits. I so. guess something sort of interesting to look at is in finals, they were all the way at the bottom, like the very bottom in finals in music average mm-hmm. score but fourth in visual yeah which is interesting you know you don't really see that much discrepancy between music and visual usually from any band yeah and that i mean it does happen a lot when you have closer competition and if you look at you know they had the exact same score as william s hart they both had 76.7 they just were and had the higher ge score and then Less than a point below them was Marietta Valley, so not too crazy to see those gaps when people end up scoring so so close. But definitely that you know fourth place in visual average, um, which is, I love seeing these scores where you see. So if you look at their individual visual score was sixth place, ensemble was fifth place, and somehow that averages out to fourth place, which I, yeah just kind of goes to show how. <laughs> crazy some of these results were where right. from individual to ensemble judges are giving drastically different scores which some people will say well you know why weren't the two visual judges giving out the same numbers shouldn't they be close and sometimes they are but also there can be some pretty big discrepancies from 
how individually the members are performing on the field and then how the composition as a whole is seen from the box. So, right, and then if they get close, people say it's a conspiracy. So, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's I a mean, lose-lose situation for you the judge there. You can't say that they're invalid results because they so many groups have those differences from what's happening on the field to how it's being related to also, the Also, I, I actually just noticed this, but the GE score mm-hmm. was literally in order perfectly. Yeah. From top to bottom. Yeah, not know, uncommon just because GE is 60% of the right, overall score. Right, but just interesting so. that it literally went first to tenth in order. I don't know yeah. if I can ever remember seeing that so before. So, rounding out finals, William S. Hart, who we predicted in, congrats to us. Um, also... We had uh, Marietta Valley and Arroyo. Arroyo? That sounds... looks right. Yeah. I don't know how to say most of these names. Corona del Sol, we also predicted in. But overall, (laughs) not not too crazy of results here, you know? No, nothing Exactly as everyone expected in the top three, and a lot of the finalists were pretty much as expected. Um... It was a little bit less expected over in San Jose, the other California regional, where West Salem took the top spot, which I will By say, I will say last yes. week on the podcast, if you were listening, I was hyping I, West Salem a lot. Before we recorded that podcast, Jeremiah said, I want to pick West Salem first, and I told him I not to. I did. And so I mean, congratulations to Jeremiah. Really, really <laughs> strong. If you look at two-point gap in prelims and then finals, they just expanded that gap even more. Even with the penalty um, that they got in prelims, I believe. Wait, did they? No, I know they took the penalty in finals, but... Oh, yeah. They got a penalty in finals, but not in prelims. And right. even getting that penalty in finals still managed to yeah, expand their lead even more. Lindbrook. Lindbrook, which was surprising Ooh. to see in second place. Right, especially ahead of... Clovis West and Homestead and Saratoga, I think. Yeah, we thought, at least from the California representatives, you know, we were looking at Clovis West, Homestead, as those groups who would be closer to the top, and Saratoga also, a group that won this competition just a few years back and yeah. now is Lewis seventh. It really goes to show how competitive these California bands are. And so many people discount them and don't realize how stiff the competition out in California is, but yep. there's some incredible bands here. I just noticed the GE is, is perfectly in order for this competition as well, too. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's really common. No, it's just, it's not usually perfect, though. Yeah, but it's usually it makes me OCD very close. happy. Oh, it's usually close. But I mean, if you look through... Oh, wait, no, I'm, I'm wrong. Look, at 6th and 7th, never mind. There's a 1.1 yeah. point, point I mean, difference there. With GE there, being 60% of your score, Yeah. most of the time, whoever no, wins course, GE wins, whoever's second in GE gets second. I mean, yeah, it's not at all surprising. Yeah. But, um... <laughs> The other Pacific Northwest band we were hyping, Central Valley, got fourth, which yeah. is awesome. You know, just Tied like, with Homestead. Yeah, yeah. It was crazy, crazy close. Yeah, Lindbrook, I think, is the most impressive result there, besides West Salem winning by so much, obviously. But, yeah. But Lindbrook all the way up at second, who was a band we didn't know a ton about going into it. Mm-hmm. That's definitely I'd, another California band to keep an eye on. Yeah, and I really want to see West Salem come over to Grand Rapids. Oh, that would be fantastic. It would be great to see them, because, I mean... Because Clovis they, West was a semifinals caliber band yeah. last year. 
Yeah. And they're four over four points ahead of them. Mm-hmm. And then also Homestead made semis a couple years back when they went. Right. Just last year, Ayala, Vista Marietta. There's so many good bands on the West Coast that, you know, just can't come. Because it's so far. Because it's so far, yeah. so expensive. But West Salem's one that, you know, because we've seen them be very dominant in the Pacific Northwest. Um, and clearly from this, you know, they can hold their own against some of California's best. So right. I'd love to see how they stack up against... The East Some of the Midwest, Texas, best. yeah. Um, at Grand Nats, maybe maybe it would be easier for them to go to a Texas regional. I don't know. Washington at that point. Washington kind of and far Oregon from everywhere. are pretty far from everything. Yeah. Even coming down to California was quite a trek from Oregon. Right. I imagine. But um, overall. Some outstanding California competitions at San Jose and Downey. Yeah. And then, as we mentioned a while back, Atlanta had some <laughs> pretty unexpected results, to say the least. And um, I think we'll see quite a few more unexpected results this weekend. I would, uh, I would hope so, to be honest, yeah. because the chaos of San Antonio is a, is a beautiful thing <laughs> yeah, <laughs> every year. San Antonio is really something that you can never quite predict. No, because you literally cannot. I mean, the state of Texas has so many incredible bands. If you look at, on any given week, the top 30 has usually at least half yeah, Texas from bands. Texas. Just because there's so many, you know, they have several major population centers with lots of good schools in each one. Dallas, Fort Worth has a bunch of great bands. Austin has a bunch. San Antonio has a bunch. Even Houston has several incredible bands. And this one weekend every year, they all descend on San Antonio. It's nuts. And this year, more than ever, there's going to be so many finals caliber bands that will not be performing in finals. I think I was looking down the list and I got 20-something bands that are just going to be that could all, you know, easily make finals yeah. at any other super regional, probably. Well, let's jump on in and break it down. So at the top, there's kind of our returning champion from last year, Flower Mound, who Yeah, the first repeat champion in a while. Yeah, they won back to back in fifteen and sixteen and of course they would like to win this again and set up to Get maybe win Grand Nationals the following weekend, but there's a lot of other schools that are good this year too. Hebron of course, um, was able to beat them back at the uh, South Lake Regional in DFW. There's also Claudia Taylor Johnson is really gunning this year. They won San Antonio back in 2014. Um, but so far this year, they've won both the Austin Regional and they traveled out to the Midland Regional and won there. Yeah. Um, <coughs> Vandergriff's another group that's been pretty outstanding. Wow. They won the Conroe Regional yeah. with Ronald Reagan close behind there. You know, there's just all of these. All of these it's groups. crazy. And then throw in Avon making the trip down. From yeah, the definitely the most unexpected attendant this year. Um, just to, to have some fun and see if they can hold their own against Texas, which we all know they can. But, I mean, really, if you look at this, I think there's really six different groups who could win. Yeah, I wouldn't argue with that. There's, I, would, I would give a slight edge, I think, and at the risk of getting crucified next week. To Flower Mound would be my. Uh-huh. If I were a betting man, I would bet money on Flower Mound. Yeah, I mean I that's think, definitely the safe bet. They've won two right. years and in I a think row, especially and because they're going to Grand Nats this year, mm-hmm. a win here would mean so much momentum-wise yeah. to them that I think they'll give it a little extra this year. And I know a lot of people would probably think it'd be the other way around, where if this was the end of the season, there'd be more to play for. 
but I feel like it kind of would almost be the opposite for a group that from Texas going to Grand Nationals because mm-hmm. there's so much to be gained still. Yeah, and Hebron's really been gunning it in the music caption, especially this year. Like, yeah. they just sound so good. Anyone who's heard both Hebron and Flower Mound this year has always been raving about, you know, Flower Mound traditionally has, well, not even traditionally, not until the past few years, but recently Flower Mound really stepped their game up and has been knocking it out of the park these last two shows, but Hebron has kind of stepped back up and pushing back, you know. Yep. Hebron's been so close to, to winning San Antonio several years. They, you know, were right close behind the Woodlands um, a few years back in 2013. And, I mean, this could be the year that Hebron is able to yeah, to step their way into first place. It's open for the taking. Yeah. So, um... I think the, I think the most interesting placement will be Avon, mm-hmm. because... This just hasn't happened before. Like, yeah. never had a like a powerhouse band from outside the state of Texas yeah, come in had, in a year where it's so open. We've had bands from like Oklahoma make the trip down pretty close and do really well. Um, Blue Springs came from Missouri back in 2013, and as you can see, the the caption that out of state bands typically dominate in is visual. visual. Back in 2013, Blue Springs won visual general effect um, over all the Texas bands. Yeah. So, I mean, I certainly expect Avon to do the best in visual, but um, Avon also has strong music, so, I mean, they're not going to win the music caption, I don't think I don't anyone think so either, but that. I just find it interesting that no one I've talked to about this has Avon winning, and it's like, I mean, I don't either, I just said, but like, yeah. it's, it's Avon, and it's crazy to be talking about Avon going yeah. to a super regional and not no one picking them to win. Yeah. Well, which makes me think they're going to win just because no one said anything about it. And but when people talk about it, they almost make like the two sides are either Avon wins or Texas wins. Yeah. It's like Avon is literally facing the entire, the entire state, state of, Texas. of Texas, right? And so it's Yeah, it'll be cra- it'll be it'll definitely it's gonna be, be a much tougher challenge for Avon cuz you know, if Flower Mound wins or if Hebron wins, Texas is going to cheer and say, "Yeah, we beat Avon." But Yep. Avon has to beat all, what, 67 other Texas bands in attendance just to break into the title of defeating the state of Texas. Yeah, and it literally is just Avon and then every other band in this, yeah. this event is Texas. So it's like, I don't know, especially if, if a Texas band wins, it'll definitely, you know, you won't hear the end of the let's move Grand Nats to Texas yes. conversation this well, year. But certainly, I mean, just the statistically, the odds are in the favor of Texas. But right. um, but beyond yeah. those, the huge group of bands that could win San Antonio, there's also just going to be a huge battle to even be in finals. Um, you know, we have bands like uh, Marcus, the other Louisville ISD school, who probably not in the running to win, but definitely could grab that last spot in the top half that's yeah. still open. It wouldn't shock me if they surprised some people too and placed higher because we haven't seen a ton of them this season yeah. so far. Leander's also an outstanding group, did really well last year when they made their trip to Grand Nats. Um, the Woodlands, of course, is always, always in the running, you know. Last year they kind of came out of nowhere to get second at San Antonio, which was pretty surprising. I don't think anyone was expecting that. Um, Coming off of 15, they had a little bit of a weaker year. Yeah. But then in 16, they came out strong. So if they can come out strong again this year, they're headed to Grand Nats, too. Yep. And you never know. And push up towards the top. Um, let's see. We got 
I mean, there's just so many bands here that on any other year would definitely be in finals that we're going to be looking at possibly being out of finals. Absolutely insane. I like like LD Bell a lot this year. I think they'll score very well at Uh this competition, especially coming off last year's disappointing yeah. Result at San Antonio, they'll be out for yeah. out for both, some revenge. Both LD Bell and Cedar Ridge were out of finals last year at San Antonio, so both of them are certainly gonna gonna want to push back in. Um, but you know, James Bowie is another band who wasn't even at San Antonio last year, um, so they're competing back this year, going to want a final spot. So I mean, you know, if those three push into finals, that's going to push three returning finalists out of finals, right? Um, if you look at Cypress Falls isn't returning, but Avon kind of takes that spot. So it's really a, a full slate of returning finalists with a lot of groups who are going to want to going to want to steal a spot. Right. Um, so you know, groups like Hendrickson, I think, are pretty safe. You love Hendrickson. I do. I love Henny. Um, <laughs> incredible show last year. Incredible show this year. Yeah, they're one of my favorites. Well I think they're pretty safely in finals, but I would really, say so as well. Once you get past Hendrickson down to, you know, groups like Round Rock, Keller, um, even Cedar Park, it's a five A state year for them. And just uh, this past weekend at Area, they lost to Dripping Springs, which yeah. UIL results can always be kind of funky and don't necessarily translate to BOA sheets perfectly. But um, but you know, it just shows how competitive these bands yeah. are that we could see someone like Cedar Park who just last year was in national finals be in the bottom of finals here at San Antonio Nuts. and you know Keller another band who was a grand national finalist when they went back in 2014 or maybe 2015 um, whenever they went a couple years ago um, we could see them right at the bottom or even 14? outside of finals this year so it's definitely going to be Competitive, yeah, and there's groups we haven't even mentioned either, which is just crazy. Winston Churchill coming yeah. back again after getting 11th last year. That's, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, it's just crazy. There's so many, there's just so many good bands in Texas. Yeah, and you look at, you know, for most bands, the the standard of excellence you have to reach to make super regional finals in St. Louis or Atlanta or even Indianapolis. You know, you have to be a good band. And, you really have to be a great band, but in Texas, that level of greatness you have to reach to make finals is just so much higher. Right. If it's you just look at these bands who, you know, making finals at any Texas regional can put you in practically the top half of finals at any other super regional. You know, as we talked about earlier in um, Atlanta, we had like Haltom and Cedar oh, Ridge. Yeah, Haltom was great at the top of finals at Atlanta, and those are two groups that here at San Antonio. We're probably going to be in the bottom half. Um, well, Haltom's not competing not here, but like Cedar Ridge, probably going to end up in the bottom half. Maybe not even in finals. They weren't in last year, and Haltom's would play similarly if they competed here. It's most just, likely. That standard is so so different. So it's really anyone's anyone's game. Anyone could win, and I'm just excited to to see it all. Yeah, and anyone can make finals. Yeah, yeah. And there's always one band that surprises people. There always is, I feel like. At least not, not like a, a insane I mean, shock, but there's always Usually something. there is, but I don't know if this year there really will be. Because it's like, there's there's kind of this cutoff where you get to like, there's 20 bands who I could see making finals. I would say more like 18, but still, I mean, there's enough bands that I could see making finals that 
I don't know if there really are. There's not really spots for that surprise last chance band. Yeah, it's crazy that we're talking about 18 bands that can make funnels as a narrowed down list. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. From like 25. I know, That's, it's, it's crazy. And for some reason, it just decided to be even more crazier this year. But um, hopefully it'll be a little bit less crazy over in St. George. It tends to be a little bit less crazy in St. George. We'll see if maybe the Utah Regional will be a little more civil, but still probably will uh, will be as crazy. American Fork has won this event for five, five years, years running now, and will most likely get their sixth. The only band I could see really uh, challenging them for the title is Clovis West who Clovis West won back in 2010 and has been, you know, second and third behind American Fork when they've come in years since then. But I think it's been probably two or three years since they last made the trip over to St. George. But I'm excited to see them compete because they they could could step up and push American Fork out of that that winning streak. I I think it's American Fork's to lose. I don't think it's a stretch to say, but... Yeah. But it should be interesting at the top. Yeah. More interesting than it has been in the past, at least. Oh, yeah. And then, I mean, you talk about there's a lot of other bands, like Davis and Westlake are in the same class as American Fork in local circuit competitions, and all three of them have been performing really well this year. They're always really close year after year. So, you know, any of those three bands certainly could push up into the top half. Um, We also have Foothill from Nevada, great group. They got third last year. Um, Clovis, New Mexico, is making the trip over to yeah, Utah this year. We talked about them a couple weeks ago. Placed yeah, fourth at Just Midlands. last week, they were fourth at Midland. and They've taken a few week, a few years off from BOA events. I think their last attendance was back in 2013, maybe 2012. But um, like they had made finals at St. George back then. Yeah. Um, no reason to think they won't do the same yeah, this time around. especially after coming in fourth at Midland, really. Right. I mean, they were the highest-placing West Texas band <laughs> at uh, at that Midland Regional. The only groups that beat them were from Nebraska or Dallas right. or San Antonio. So yeah. um, I think they could even be one to push up and maybe even challenge American Fork for the title. Potentially. It's just no one knows at this point. Yeah, there's a lot of groups that kind of seem to come on a rotating basis. Groups like uh, Loveland from Colorado, they seem to come every other year, and they'll be back this year, along with Arborview, Etiwanda, Lehigh, were both bands whose last year attending is 2015. Um, and most of them were either in finals, like Arborview and Etiwanda were 8th and 7th in 2015, and then Lehigh was the first band out in 11th place, so... All, all of those schools will certainly be looking to return to finals or make that tiny jump up to right. and grab a spot in finals. But with that, you know, we have quite a few returning bands and then a few kind of new to BOA bands. One I want to mention is Green Canyon, which just opened this year. The school split off of Skyview, who Skyview has made finals several years at St. George. Right. Fourth place last year has been a really great program and Green Canyon just opened this fall um, taking some of their students so hopefully you know sometimes when you see these school splits it it sees a decline in quality but 
other times it just creates more good bands. Yeah. If you look rich. in, you know, Northeast um, ISD in Texas where Winston Churchill split to form Ronald Reagan and then Ronald Reagan split to form Clay Taylor Johnson and like sometimes when schools split it just develops more powerhouse ensembles. So hopefully that's what will happen with Skyview and we'll see, you know, two great bands from their district in finals. Yep. But um, maybe not this year, but probably within the next couple of years, I think both of those schools yeah, will be in Yeah, it wouldn't finals. be surprising. Uh, so anything else you're looking for out of Utah? Uh, no, nothing specific. I'm interested to see how Foothill and Clovis do specifically, those yeah. two, just because they're from... It's always interesting when bands from states that aren't typically associated with marching band or BOA specifically yeah. come to events like we just saw with West Salem last week. Mm-hmm. So Foothill and Clovis, I guess, are two to keep an eye yeah. on. Yeah, New Mexico and Nevada not really known for their marching band scenes. Right, but then Clovis West, I'm also curious to see how close Clovis West and American Fork are, yeah. especially coming off last year for Clovis West where they are really impressive, but then last week's result, like in comparison to West Salem, yeah, it's kind of makes Clovis West kind of hard to yeah predict, and it's hard to know how much of that was West Salem just really strong, and we haven't seen them matched up against those bands before. Or? Right, and then I've heard from one person that American Fork is having a like a good year, even yeah. by their standards too. Oh, yeah. So it'll be cool to finally see them yeah. perform at a BOA well, event. And it's really awesome to see American Fork continuing to do so well because they just went through um, last season a director change right. where they're director who I think they had had for like 30 oh, years or something ages. Um, finally retired and so they transitioned to a new director and whenever that happens you know there's always some worries but yeah, never so know. far he's uh, picked up the program really well yeah, it seems and they like had it at least. an awesome awesome showing last year and seemed to be doing really well as well this year so maybe they'll come back to Grand Nuts soon too Hopefully, their last trip was back in 2013 they got 17th right uh, they were... I think yeah. it was 17th. Yeah, I think right behind Blue Springs. Blue Springs. Yeah, because when... Actually, I don't I don't remember for sure. But I know 15th, 16th, 17th was Franklin, Blue Springs, yeah. American yeah, Fork, American right? Fork. So, yeah, I mean, another great band in Utah that a lot of people don't really ever hear of much. Yeah, Just because they don't compete on the national stage as much. But hopefully we can uh, shine a little light on them, show you some of these great groups and... I hope to see, as you were saying, West Salem and um, Clovis, New Mexico, put yeah. up a good fight with them. So that really just about wraps it up. Before we go, um, we always, and by always I mean for the second week now, like to uh, chat a little bit about the rankings at the end of the show Yep. before we sign off. Um, how do you think this past weekend's results will really affect the top 30 this week? Um... I wouldn't expect too much movement. Yeah. Uh, Ayala will definitely make an appearance in the 30, I would imagine, after placing that close to Mm -hmm. Carmel. And they've been in the next 10 for a while, kind of just stemming from last year where at Grand Nats they placed behind Vista Maria. Right. They're one of those bands where we just don't see them enough, the people who are part of this ranking process don't see them enough, and there's no results to incorporate Definitely this weekend will push them back ahead. I don't see Vista Marietta, though, dropping off the rankings, though. I think we'll probably see see both of those California bands on. I would agree, especially because I don't see any bands below them that would really push up for that spot after this yeah. last weekend. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would imagine they stay in a similar position. And of to course, 
coming out of Atlanta, Haltom in third place. Right, Haltom's going only, to make an appearance. Haltom's the only group I can think of that will probably jump over Vista Marietta yeah. for sure. Uh, Wando, I think, after they're showing in St. Louis or not St. Louis, Atlanta, sorry, will probably push push yeah. up a little bit. Yeah, Wouldn't a really me. solid second place finish from them. Yeah, but all in all, I don't think there'll be mm-hmm. too many changes this week. Yeah, I could see Cedar Park probably dropping down a little bit just because of those Cedar Ridge. Cedar Park, uh, just because of those UIL results. Um, oh yeah, yeah. With them and Dripping Springs being so close, but yeah, I could see Cedar Ridge potentially drop. I don't know actually, to be honest, because Haltom. I don't I th- know. I think, I think, I think if Haltom anything, was more Cedar Ridge will than, come right. I think Cedar Ridge will move up a little. Yeah, Haltom was definitely more impressive than Cedar Ridge was d- disappointing or anything. So yeah. And of course, by the time you're listening to this, I'm sure you all can go online and see the latest rankings. But it's just when we record these on Mondays, we uh, we don't have the final rankings yet. No, nope. as you know, those are posted Tuesday afternoon, early evening. So yeah, if you're listening to this before, then uh, hold tight; they'll be up soon. If you're listening to this Tuesday night or even Wednesday or Thursday, you can go ahead and check them out and see uh, see how wrong see we how are. Wrong we are. <laughs> As always, yeah. it's always fun to see how wrong we are. Yeah, and I mean, it's just so much fun to watch all these bands the whole season. Oh yeah, it's been a great year already. Yeah. Every year, every year is a great year, and this year certainly. And it only gets better. Every year gets better, mm-hmm. I swear. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I mean, San Antonio is a big, there's a lot of bands from Texas heading to Grand Nest this year. We oh, have yeah. quite a few who could even be looking to uh, to bring the Eagle back to Texas, so... We'll see if Flower Mound can uh, can pull off the win at San Antonio and really set themselves up to yeah. to be seated number one. And or Avon even. Yeah, I Avon mean, if Avon pulls out the win at San Antonio, that yeah, that's gonna push them into well, the top. Got, in to the top thirty right now, we've got two through five pretty Flower Mound, Avon, Hebron, Claudia Taylor Johnson. Yeah, yeah. All of, all of whom will be competing. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Well, if you look at the top thirty, there's actually more bands at San Antonio in the top 30 than will be in finals at, uh, at San Antonio. So, you know, sometimes people complain about how, like, a band that missed finals at a super regional but is still in the top 30, but just goes to show how stiff San Antonio yeah. is, you know. You can be top half at St. Louis and still not even make finals at San Antonio. Right. It's crazy. Nuts. Well, that's all we have for you this week. Again, thanks to Grayson Huber for joining us earlier to talk about Atlanta. And uh, as always, we'd love for you to subscribe to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, any of those uh, podcast apps. You can just search for the Horn Rank Podcast, and it'll automatically download our latest episodes. As well, uh, find us on social media. We're at Horn Rank on any platform, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We'll be posting content from San Antonio all weekend, all day Friday, and all day Saturday. We'll be bringing you some great coverage of all the awesome Texas bands, and uh, we can't wait. Yeah. It's going to be a good weekend, and in one more week we'll get to be in Indy for Grand Nets. One more week. The season's season's wrapping up. Almost over uh, already. But one thing that is going to end is the Horn Rank Podcast because we are just about out of time here. Thanks again for listening. Very good segue. And we'll see you next week. <laughs>